Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict. Breaking news. We got some info, guys, we want to share with you. Couldn't wait. What's going on, Elizabeth? There is a very cool picture now from China's rover. There is some kind of monolith on the moon. And, you know, we cover a lot of really heavy topics here, right? And, you know, there are geopolitical ramifications to this, mm -hmm. but partially, this is just cool. It is indeed. Are we talking about extraterrestrial life that exists over there? Yes. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting topic. So, yeah. Well, indeed. As a matter of fact, uh, just for me to check on the resource where we got the info, the uh, the Chinese Space Agency, as a matter of fact, they released the yes. info about the U two two showing the curb uh, or the cup shaped object on the horizon on the far side yes. of the moon i have a picture if you guys would like to see it sure. all right here it is as the dark side of the moon that makes me almost think of my me standing here in front of a camera one side of me is clear and the <laughs> other is not <laughs> it's true we're yeah. gonna get you a light david but yeah. yes you got you're, you're just like the moon right now well good yeah. but on a serious note this is a very very exciting i i tweeted on it earlier this morning it's so exciting or oh, the fact that you know there is the other side of the moon that we don't know much and china appears to be taking the initiative to just go ahead and put investments on that side you yes know, that's what i found it yeah. very interesting well and i also speaking to that david what i think is very interesting is that it's also releasing images from the far side of the moon you know the far side of the moon has sort of been secret which is you know what what sort of started all these conversations about is there something there is there exactly. something on the far side of the moon because it has been held in secrecy but you know whereas the u.s is very often afraid or not willing to say hey there's a weird thing here yeah China seems to be willing to put it out there you exactly. know this thing we don't know what it is and we're probably not going to get a closer look for another two to three no, months no. so we won't know what it is but it is very interesting it's interestingly shaped yeah. it could be something exactly and I'm well, very the, space, China. The, the chinese space agency mentioned the word mystery hat uh mystery hut or rather i'm sorry mystery hut uh, that's just a, a placeholder for now why because it needs to be determined uh, as to you know what sh what are we talking about here it's 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 still too early to be mm -hmm. uh, giving it a specific uh, there's right now a team of scientists working on it you mm -hmm. know uh, china's been in, involved in that side as a matter of fact this u22 uh, is part of a, a series of missions that china uh, has been launching towards the the dark side of the moon and yes. what's called the the chang Chang, there was Chang one, two, three, and four. As a matter of fact, they're even working on Chang five. That's how much involvement mm -hmm. they are when it comes down to the dark side of the moon. And we're gonna be talking, by the way, just to remind our viewers on Friday live stream. This is the topic we're gonna be talking about. So we got some info we would like to share with our viewers uh, uh, when we do the live stream over there. But this is very interesting, not only from a scientific perspective, but also you have to think about it in terms of competition. Absolutely. Yeah. 
There are those who are saying, oh, no, 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 no. The U.S. will always dominate. Yes, the U.S. has a big leg when it comes down to space. Not anymore. And, and I think that's maybe the biggest outside of how absolutely cool this is. I don't know if you guys can can tell or not, but this is this is an area of joy and passion for me. I love knowing what's going on in space. It's very I it's very cool for me. But uh but outside of that, uh -huh. you're absolutely right. You know, we the US was the first to land on the moon, you know? Exactly. But since then we've we've seen here sort of the privatization of space the privatization of space exploration you know we mm -hmm. have uh elon musk is doing a lot there but jeff bezos is doing uh is doing stuff now in that realm too but there china seems to have pulled ahead in some really substantial ways we just saw the hypersonic glider technology that you know the us came out and said it's mm -hmm. it's physically impossible it's according to physics it's impossible well clearly it's not so uh so i i think that that that's a very important thing you know when we're looking at space right now who's really dominating that and it's it's important to pay attention to because it is the next frontier the, exactly well when you have the the two main factions you got russia and china on one end the United States and its partners on the other, mainly when they say partners, they're referring to the European Space Agency. Uh, Japan sometimes contributes, sometimes does not, but mainly the US. The question or the challenge now it's going to be is what will be allowed on the surface of the moon? Well, because there is no, you know, as far as the terrestrial military doctrine is not applicable in space. So, right. So differently is if if you get beyond 50 miles or 60 miles above the atmosphere per se suddenly the the rules are different mm -hmm. that's just the way it is so and the us is realizing now that china and russia are joining efforts when it comes down to space uh, because i believe the china and russia did agree uh, to do the uh, uh, joint research uh, station uh, by mm -hmm. 2025. Right. So that in itself yeah. is going to change the game. It's going to become now the idea of, as you mentioned earlier, the private sector also involved with the idea of uh, Blue Origin uh, uh, for this, the, 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 the civilian side of it. But this, what we are talking about here, it has a different dimensions. It has the military aspects to it. You know, usually you won't hear any government talking. Well, when I say any government, I'm referring to the ones mainly now China, Russia, and the US. Mm -hmm. They won't talk about the military dimensions of it. But yeah, we shouldn't be denying the fact that I'm the Pentagon, not. the Pentagon has been very, very concerned with the latest Russia's test of its missile yeah that shut down the space satellites because uh, actually i did uh, take a look at the statement from the uh, u.s space uh, command the lieutenant general uh, uh, nina armango uh, arguing that you know sort of what we're seeing right now with russia is demonstrating not only as as the advancement when it comes down to weaponry in space but also the ability to destroy U.S. assets in space. Yes. Well, you know, and I, I, I do think the U.S. has the capability to destroy other people's assets. Also, we do. 
We do. And, yes. We so do. I, as, as a matter of fact, just to share this quickly, Elizabeth, without going into more detail here, we do have some exotic stuff. Yeah, I believe yeah, that very much. That, that's all we can say for this one here, right? But we do have some stuff. So, <laughs> but just read between not... the lines on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe on a different platform we can talk a little bit more. However, just the idea of uh, to understand this from the perspective of uh, the you know we used to hear during Reagan years the the space uh, uh, wars and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the uh, paving the way for the so, sort of uh, your assets in space are very crucial. Yes. And this is where, uh, you know, China's discovery on something like this on the far side of the moon or the dark side of weather, which we never went there for whatever reason. And now all of a sudden well, we never said we went there. Yeah. Well, that is why the U.S. is not going to disclose certain aspects mm -hmm. of it. But the, the, our argument is just now we're going to see some sort of who gets there first set the rules. Right. That's when right. personally my concern. Well, and I think that's ultimately true, right? So, you know, whoever gets there first to stick your pole in the ground. But if exactly. you don't continue to have a presence in that direction, there's, there's not really anything other than, I, I guess, talks, which are not going stellar around the world right now for the no, most part no. you know, not i what i wish my mm -hmm. and my deepest hope actually is that you know we figure out a way to come together as one people of the world and i think that's a lot of people's hope is that we really figure out how to cooperate together but because that isn't quite the case right now i don't know that diplomacy in regards to the moon is necessarily going to be uh something that works unfortunately yeah. but uh but it's true the the us at least is not disclosing much of a, a presence or an interest in the moon and you know we've talked about helium 3 before and we've talked about helium 3 being a potential clean or clean source of energy you know mm -hmm. i have my own i have my own uh i think ethical issues with mining the moon i think yeah. that it's always the it's a slippery slope and it's always the question of you know do we know how to stop or when to stop or put you know put the the environment above uh profit for example or put yeah. the well-being of people above profit and i think typically we've watched especially for large corporations and mm -hmm. governments unfortunately the answer to that is not that they put their people or the environment first wow. So I do have issues with going and taking resources from the moon uh, because I don't think that that's going to be done responsibly based on where humanity is right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I do I do see that it's it's a really it's a it's a it's a possibility to really explore who and what we are in this universe. You know, we, I think it's naive in certain ways to think that in the vastness of existence that we're alone. I will, I will even use the term naive, Elizabeth. I'll go for as far as arrogance for us I to think be thinking we are the only intelligent beings on this universe. So I would <laughs> so, absolutely agree yeah. with that. So I want just to go back to your point about uh, diplomacy here. And I am mm -hmm. not usually, I'm a positive guy, but when I call it for what it is, I do not see that happening when it comes down to space. 
because there are a lot of dimensions when it comes down to space i'll, I'll give you guys just to give you uh, to our viewers to share with them uh, one example and the example is i had a chance to read some of the declassified papers from the pentagon regarding the what we used to call ufos they don't call them ufos anymore yeah they unidentified flying objects they call them now uaps unidentified aerial phenomena and one of those aspects of it is that the idea of now that there is some technology out there that really defies the laws of physics challenges yeah. anything we could even imagine you take for example with this uh, uaps uh, you know i can just mention five key points and, and 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 if you allow me to share it this year you think for example the footage that was released uh, recently and about a year and a half ago when that navy pilot saw mm -hmm. this this moving fast object they didn't know what well, that object can drop from about eighty thousand feet in no time before you blink your eyes it will be down and it, before you blink your eyes again it'll be up you know what well, mm -hmm. does they share one five identical or, or one five characteristics you win you cannot find here on earth one of them is the instantaneous acceleration mm -hmm. number two yeah. is the hypersonic velocity of this number three is the low observability number four is the transmedium travel what i mean by that is their ability for this object those uaps to operate in a multiple environments and domains right you know? and the fifth is the anti-gravity which is the hallmark of this anti-proportion stuff which means basically is the ability to fly with no wings control services right. no obvious signs of proportion and sometimes even no cockpits so if you are to think just take a step back and think about this and you say to yourself can we be the only entities in this universe i no think way. that i think that's extremely unlikely and you know david i think what you're bringing up is so so important because it even if it isn't let's say it's not extraterrestrials or whatever it is so let's mm -hmm. say it's not aliens let's say that this technology either the us has it or other countries have it and it's not being it's not being disclosed so mm -hmm. you know even if that's the option even if even if the truth of it is that some of these belong to to our governments mm -hmm. you know that's a very important thing for i think people to know that technology has gotten to that point that we have these things that we have uh, UAPs, crafts, we have these things that go far beyond what we think is possible. And I think partially that's how we expand the minds of people is by understanding just how much is out there and just how much is possible. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, as I said earlier, just to, to the extent of what I can share is that mm -hmm. we do have some exotic stuff. Uh, we do have some capabilities that i i don't know when it will be brought to bear should the circumstances call for that that that's like to the end of what we can we're gonna be by the way just for our viewers we're gonna be talking about this on friday for live stream just to highlight a few things but once again just to go back to the uh, the 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 heart of the matter here it just mm -hmm. now you're gonna be seeing this competition between the United States on one end 
and Russia and China on the other, especially when both Russia and China decided to join their capabilities when it comes down to space and with China moving forward with its own space station that doesn't have to depend on the U.S. anymore. So you can just see where this is going to lead to. And I am a believer as, as a student of history and also of, uh, of when it comes down to international relations, whoever dominates space will dominate the world. I absolutely agree with that. And I, I think that... I think that we have. I think the real questions are: what are, what are, what is the intention with with space? Exactly. You know, exactly. is and it's probably a multitude. It's probably like you talked about militarily. You mm -hmm. know, when we're looking at the hypersonic glider uh, that mm -hmm. that came out that China has, you know, they can they can get anywhere extremely quickly, and it's very challenging to detect them. And that's why it was such a big deal. So exactly. there's clearly a military component. Uh, and there's, I think there's also a resource component to it. I exactly. Sources yeah. that are on the moon that I think are, are profitable. And like I said, I, I have very mixed feelings about both of those things. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always ask the question of why, why is space so important? Exactly. And that becomes a question also of uh, are other civilizations out there concerned for our well-being? You know, could this explain why, for example, it should be. yeah, well, you're right. It should be. You're right. Could it be that, for example, if you are to go back to the after uh, the United States tested its first nuclear bomb, mm -hmm. could it be that uh, that's why some of the nuke sites in, on the U.S. soil were shut down because there was concern from some other entities outside possibly possibly not it just the bottom line to it is when we start to think about space we shouldn't have this this mindset of we are so intelligent we are so smart we are because it will be very arrogant of us to think that we are the only entity that exists in this vast universe absolutely and you know honestly humanity has some very serious problems that we're facing <laughs> And I, I hope I, you know, I don't know, none of us really knows, knows, but I hope that somebody else out there is looking out for us Let's because, hope. you yeah. know, we, 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 as humans, we need to step up, but man, I hope there's something out there watching over us. <laughs> and I really I it. Maybe, maybe not. So, but the bottom line is the idea of, you know, this is now is going to change the game when it comes down mm -hmm. to space. So, and we have to be, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we, when I say we, I'm referring to us humans on this mm -hmm. planet. We have to really think in terms of how to make sure we are all can coexist in a peaceful environment because, you know, starting to have that competition that extend to the military dimensions in space, it's not a good news for any, for anybody. I, yeah, and I agree with that. I think that it's probably actually more dangerous unfortunately to to be starting this this space military race you know because it 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 takes weapons that can destroy all of us exactly. and i yeah. ha having having anybody have that much power um to me is a little uh it's a little confronting and I, I hope that it's used responsibly. Exactly. Well, this is why we wanted to share with our viewers uh, this breaking about the the uh, the uh, the sighting of this, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, terrestrial 
hut or whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> we wanted to share this info. And by the way, just to remind our viewers, we're going to be doing a, a live stream on Friday on this topic, and we're going to sort of expand and elaborate on it more. Uh, Anything else we need to share with our viewers, Elizabeth? Yes, we thank go? you, Stefan. Thank you for the, the super chats. We really appreciate them, guys. We appreciate them very, very much. David, can you see it? Oh, uh, no, I did not. Uh, my apologies. Let me see. No, that's okay. Oh, yes, yes, I see it. I see thank it. Thank you very, very much, Stefan. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And um, by and the then... way, on, on Friday, we had a lot of super stickers from our viewers. I mean, I was very touched by the gesture. I was very, very touched by that gesture. So I want to personally say thank you on behalf of the entire team. It's real. It's the gesture that counts. He meant a lot to us. So we want you to know this. So uh, speaking of our viewers, are we still planning on having Q and A's on yes. Wednesday? Is that correct? Yes. So we have a Q and A on Wednesday uh, for all of you guys. On Fridays, we only end up being able to answer a couple of questions. And we wanted to give you guys more time than that. We wanted to give you guys more than that. So on okay. Wednesday at 11 a.m., there's going to be a Q&A. And it's just a Q&A. Come ask your questions, uh, chat with us, hang out with us. But it's okay. Wednesday at 11. And then we have a members only uh, one immediately after that. For, for the our, uh, the. Uh... The Q and A's, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And also, you're gonna be doing uh, live tomorrow with Ross about some uh, uh, explanation of languages. Is that correct? Yes. So okay. we, you know, like we've been talking about, uh, Ross mm -hmm. and I are my father. Ross and I are oh, wow. going to start doing. Uh, we're going to start doing a breakdown of, you know, politicians, of different speeches, of interviews, and analyzing the language that they use. So something that's happening right now is mass hypnosis in different ways by different politicians and, and, and business leaders and the mass media. And they're using hypnotic tactics. They're using hypnotic language. They're using something called neuro-linguistic programming. And so my father and I both have an extremely heavy background in this. And we want to be able to teach you guys exactly what to look for. We'll look at body language. We'll look at microexpression. And so tomorrow, he and I are going to be doing a live stream where we're going to go over, um, we're going to go over a piece of Morrison's, uh, of him speaking from uh, Australia. Yeah, and Morrison is the Prime Minister of Australia, yeah. just for those who don't know. Oh, yes. For those who don't know, that's that's correct. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to go over some of his uh, some of his speech and sort of teach you guys exactly what to listen to. So Ross and I will be doing that live stream at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Exactly. I look forward to that because I'll be watching too. We want to we wanna say thank you to Brian Wang here mm -hmm. for his super sticker. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. So, and we hope that this information was, oh, there's another one here. DW, yes. thank, you thank you very you much. So Super much. Sticker. We appreciate it. And I usually, I read the DW uh, comments when he posts them. So it's, it's very, very interesting. So we look forward to seeing you guys next time. And uh, as always, stay informed. Till next time.